Hello, you mindful mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Enlightened Podcast, where I share real motherhood stories and empower the soul of the mother through mindfulness and spirituality. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, and somehow, somehow, this is episode 40 of this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think I might be a little bit crazy. I started recording these when my daughter was just five weeks postpartum. She is now a little bit over six months, and this podcast has really been my life for the past few months and basically all of my daughter's life. And as we get closer to the end of the season, I'm just so blown away by how far I've come and how much the Enlightenhood community has grown and so very excited for everything that is in store for this community. And I have so much to share with you for what's next, but I'm going to share all of that with you in my podcast episode where I'm going to share with you my story and what's next for Enlightenhood. But just to give you a little snippet, January starts an entirely new decade, like an entirely new decade. And it's probably the beginning of the decade for most of us as moms and With this new decade comes new change and our chance to show up, make change, support each other, create community, live as our best selves. And we at Enlightened are creating the platform to do that. So a lot to come and a lot to share. But on today's episode, I am talking with mamapreneur, transformational workshop leader and speaker Lauren Laszczak. And Lauren and I are talking about taking massive action in your life and what it means to show up fearlessly as yourself. And I think a lot of us on this mindfulness journey, showing up authentically and as our true selves is kind of that first breaking point, but it it comes in steps and it comes as we peel back layers into stepping into our true self. And Lauren also talks a lot about the struggle of choosing a life of joy and love and support and the struggle that comes when you have to remove things from your life that don't fit that category. But she's really good at reminding us and listening back to this podcast, I just feel so empowered that until we're being our fearless self, nothing good can come from that. If we're not living from a place of authenticity, just something to consider today as you start your Monday and we start a whole new season and it is the end of a decade. It is the end of 2019. So Let's make these last few months count. Show up as yourself. The world needs more you. So here's Lauren. Why are we so afraid to live fearlessly? Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, this is such a big thing. I don't even know where to start because it's such a scary thing to live fearlessly and authentically and take that massive action in our mm-hmm. life. Where do we find that courage? You know, I think a lot of times we, we don't understand that we even have a fear that exists, you know? So there's something we want to do or a step we want to take that could be starting your own family, starting your own business, taking a leap, leaving something, ending something. We don't realize that there's actually fear behind that. That's Mm -hmm. stopping us from taking action. So I feel like the first step in even understanding you know, what's blocking you is to understand that, Hey, there's fear there and that's okay. 
You know, if, if I like to think of fear as my friend, you know, and it's taken me a long time to get there, but fear to me is the X that marks the spot. Like if I am starting to feel fear around something, that's a trigger. It's a sign that, Hey, this is probably something that means something to you or something that scares you enough that you might not take any action, but you should, because that's why it scares you. So I think, you know, we just have to think of fear as this beautiful sign to really tune in and start to ask ourselves better questions. So once we even recognize that there's fear there, how do we even go about acknowledging it, clearing it, accepting Mm -hmm. it and moving forward so we can take that big massive action? I think it's really about getting quiet with yourself and to stop the chatter. And I mean, chatter in all senses of the word. (laughs) So like, stop asking friends opinions, stop asking your spouse what the right thing to do is you need to get quiet enough to hear your own voice. And it's amazing how as women, we hear everybody else's voices first, you know, Mm -hmm. we hear our kids, we hear our husbands, we hear our parents, we hear the other moms on the playground. And we, we kind of at some point stop realizing like, Hey, is that me? Or is that somebody else? Is that someone else's words or wisdom or way of life that I have sort of brought on to, you know, made that something that I think it means something about me. And it's not, it's really them. So I would sit down, you know, I like to, I like to speak to this, um, over on my podcast and within my communities, I have a sacred space in my house. It's nothing crazy. It's not like my own fancy room. Um, although I have different rooms around the house, but it's like, it's just my space in this one, in the sitting room that we have. And it's the chair that I love the most. And I have like my salt rack there and the window faces out to our pool. So there's water because water is very Mm -hmm. um, meaningful to me. And I sit down in my sacred space and I have my sacred time. So that's like, nobody talked to me. My kids and my husband are usually asleep. So obviously it has to happen early for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that happens some days, like on the days where I'm really on it and good and other days, you know, maybe not, but I I take that time to really like listen in and start to ask myself questions and, and even journal around that. And honestly, it took me a long time to get good at this because a lot of people are speaking of like having your morning routine and journaling and blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) for all of us mamas, it's hard. And, and sometimes we learn in different ways and I don't always learn the best from journaling. So when I started this, I would just record my voice and then listen back to it. Because when I hear myself again, when I hear that voice from myself say things, I'm like, oh shit, there it is. Like there's the fear. (laughs) There's the thing that I have to uncover. And then I'll ask myself a question around that. Like if I'm, feeling fearful about, um, taking on a new client, I'll be like, why? And then I answer the question and then why? And then I answer the question and it's just continuously asking yourself the question, why to really understand the answer. Yeah. I love so much that you said that a lot of these triggers come from other people and the chatter. Cause I think one of the hardest things to get over is that when we share these ideas with other people and they react in the way they do, it oftentimes is their own triggers and their own fears. And then the ripple effect of all this chatter and all this noise, it's so hard to tune out and know that it's 
not personal and that it has nothing to do with you. And that has been, I think, one of the biggest learning lessons that I've had to conquer this year. A hundred percent. And the crazy part is, is even after you take action, you're still going to get the voices just in different ways. Yeah, (laughs) You're still going to get the same, the commentary and things and just in different ways. And I was actually speaking today to my, my business, one of my business, one of my businesses, my business partner. And we were speaking to the fact that, um, so we own a mobile bar together here in Detroit and so many friends and family, as soon as they see us for the first time, let's say some time has passed. Their first question is, so how's the bar going? Are you booking? Mm. And, and it's a trigger for us because again, to your point that you made earlier, it's actually not about us. Like it's more about them trying to gauge if the risk that we took, the action that we took that they wouldn't be able to take themselves, if it's paying off, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're trying to gauge their own success based off of our success. So if our answer was, I mean, it's going pretty well, we've had some events, but it's like wild, wild west out there. We're figuring it out. They would immediately feel sort of verified. Okay. I'm staying in my safe zone and I'm good here. And this is proof. Whereas our newest thing that we say, and it's true. I mean, it is starting to blow up and we're so grateful for that, but it's, it's just very simple and, and not open-ended. It's more so, it's going really amazing. Thank you for asking. Oh, it makes me so happy that you said that because I, it's so hard to understand that when people ask you those questions, it's like you said, it's to gauge their own life mm-hmm. and their own comparisons. Always. And, and whether that's conscious or not, um, you know, they're just trying to figure out where they stand compared yes. to you. And, you know, obviously I'm a multi-passionate mamapreneur, right? Like I have a lot of balls up in the air. I, yeah. I own a mobile bar, I own a real estate business and I do transformational coaching and I host websites and my, my podcast, like it, there's a lot happening around here. Um, and, and it's funny because I feel like a lot of times when I speak to people immediately, the response is sort of like a, wow, you have a lot going on. Meaning like, wow, you're juggling a lot or your hands seem really full between that and having mm-hmm. two kids, right? And, and one on the way. And really sometimes, not all the time, because we all have our cheerleaders and we all have like our beautiful soul sisters who just get it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times what they're trying to say is like, you must be stressed out. You yes. must have a lot happening. You must be tired. Um, and, and you know what? Sometimes they're right. <laughs> But other times I do believe it's because they're just sort of projecting a feeling of maybe not inadequacy, but just, just sort of like a, oh, I wish I could just maybe take a little action or, or be a little bit more fearless to do something like, and you'll meet the people who are like, wow, if you're doing all of, all of those things, then, then maybe I could do like one more thing mm-hmm. and they find it empowering. And those are the people who, who I will always connect with, but right. you'll always have the group who, who won't find it empowering and who instead find it as a threat or, uh, you know, a verification that they're doing something wrong when you're like, look, I'm just over here living my life. Like start living yours, start doing the thing you want to be doing. Cause I know there's some sort of voice in your head that that is asking you to do more and whether or not you acknowledge it, right? That's up to you. Like take a small step or don't take a small step, but don't stand over there and be like, you must be this way because that means I'm this way. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's so hard to, for those people who 
are triggered by those things, but don't know that it's a trigger for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't even get me started. Because, <laughs> like I, you know, I guess over the last few years, really, really being in this thing, um, I've actually, I don't feel like I've, I'm surrounded by as many of those people because I really made it, um, my objective to surround myself by more people who understand what I'm going through. Right. Like I know more business owners now than I've ever known. I've known, I know more mamas now than I've ever known. Right. So if I was in a group with those people, like I wouldn't even have any, like (laughs) I wouldn't have my two feet to stand on, but I don't find myself in as many of those rooms now, which is really comforting. But again, it's taken a lot of me and a lot of fearlessness to walk away from some of those people and those groups. And and to just know like, Hey, you were in a, you were a part of my life. You were a chapter that was meant to just kind of be in the book on my night shelf for a while. And I've put that over on the bookshelf and it's all good. Like we're moving on to the next book and the next chapter. And I just can't beat myself up, 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 up about that. And I think your soul sisters who are meant to stay will stay. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to get there though, to realize, just acknowledge it for what it is and move past it. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times that negativity is just can eat away at you. Yeah. Every day, every minute of the day, it's so much easier to be negative than to be positive. <laughs> you know? It's true. Yeah. I mean, if you wake up in the morning, this is the silliest example. <laughs> but yesterday morning I woke up and I was pretty tired. We had an event the night before and, um, there's just a lot happening around here. And as we spoke about before we started recording, I'm pregnant. So I'm like starting to really feel the heat, the summer heat. Um, but I woke up and I was in like a pretty good mood and I start to walk down my stairs and I noticed that my dog <laughs> peed on the stairs. Oh no. And I was just like, damn it. Like, why? sorry. I hope swearing is okay. That's fine. But I was just like, Ugh. and it was literally from then on out, like the first start of the day was so negative because I just started from that space, you know, and, and everything started to annoy me. And then my energy reflects right onto my kids. And then I can tell that they're like cranky little kiddos. And then, the, you know, the kids are cranky. Mama's cranky. All of a sudden daddy's cranky. You know, It's just this ripple effect. And And it's just so much easier to stay in that, you know, and to just be like, oh, this is just one of those days and sort of, you know, slough through the day and just kind of get yourself through it. Um, But it's so sad to do that because it's like, man, that's just one more day that I I was able to live and breathe as a healthy mama making a baby right in my belly. Like that's a gift. So you have to be able to take those moments and just, just flip it around, right? Like, oh that dog. But you know what? That dog's almost 12 years old and he was my first baby and he's getting older. And like, let me just give him some grace in this moment instead of like beat him up and beat myself up about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. The positivity like then carries. Yeah. And like you, it, and that's a testament to, and you also talked about how you have more, more soul sisters in your life. It's just how important the energy that you put out is because you're going to get it right back. Ah, you know, and I I say soul sisters now because it's taken me a really long time to realize like there's groups of people that you have something in common with, AKA Mm -hmm. your job 
or maybe you're all business owners. Like it's kind of broad and big. Um, but soul sisters are so different. Like they're the women who are like in this thing with you Mm -hmm. and they understand like the, the sweat and tears and frustration and the highs and the lows. And like, I didn't find that group until I started to, well, when I joined a mastermind and started to really create a community of my own to understand that, like, wow, I can sit in a room with 20 women who are exactly like me. Like I'm, I'm actually not that unique. AKA, like I'm not that crazy to, right. think that, <laughs> to think that I can be a mom and do all these things because like these like badass women are doing it too. Mm-hmm. And they're also supporting me. Like they're not in it just for their own promotional value. And it's taken me a long time to realize that exists, but I have to find it. Like I have to seek it out and then I have to nurture it. I have to water it. I can't just be like, here I am. And now come support me in everything I do and come to all my workshops, you know, like I have to equally support them and, and really, um, lift them up as much as they lift me up. And that's taken me a really long time to realize. So that's why I like to say soul sisters, because there's such a difference between having a sister, having a, having a woman who understands you and having a soul sister who's Mm -hmm. like, I get you at all levels. Like I will go deep with you. Like I'll have the deep conversations. That's what I love the most. Yes. That is one of the biggest reasons I created this community because I felt like there weren't women in my life who were willing to have those deep conversations and those women who weren't, they weren't living fearlessly. They, they Mm -hmm. were living a life, a life of shoulds instead of, wow, I have this infinite power to create my own reality in my own life. And I'm ready to step up to the plate and really Mm -hmm. dive deep into the abundance that we have and just the infinite possibilities. And yeah. And I think, I I love that you've done that within also a mama community because (laughs) there's just so many, you know, I was thinking about this before we jumped on the call. I love the word enlightenment and I love the word motherhood, but they don't feel synonymous. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They don't. Right. I mean, but truthfully they are because when you become a mom, like it's very enlightening and you open your mind to, right. If you like open yourself up to everything in every way that you're going to change because you're going to, but they don't feel synonymous because enlightenment feels so empowering and like peaceful to me. And motherhood has this, just the stigma of sort of chaos and stress (laughs) and you're tired. And so like to hear the two together, they're just like, Ooh, these, these feel like they clash. But the truth is, they are one in the same because you become a completely different person when you become a mom Mm -hmm. and your fears change. And I don't know about you, Lena, but I feel like when I became a mom, I just, I had this moment where I was like, okay, this is not the Lauren show. Like this is not about me anymore. And in a way it was very enlightening and it was a weight off my shoulders where I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to just think about me. And yeah, now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to think about this person and like taking care of them and write all the things that we do as moms. But it also gave me this permission to really understand that, especially I have a, like you, I had my first was a baby girl and I was like, all right, whatever I do, she is going to do. 
And it's not going to be about what I say anymore. It's going to be about my actions. And now is the time to really understand that like these actions are key. And if I don't do this thing right, like she's going to repeat whatever it is I'm doing. (laughs) So it was just like this enlightening moment of, okay, this isn't all about me now. This is really about what I'm giving to my child and the world. And like, what does this mean? And new fears came, yes. But some of those old fears, like they were gone. It was just about, okay, what's next? What am I going to do? And, um, you know, I feel like that was really just the beginning of understanding like, okay, I'm going to have to set some boundaries that I wouldn't have done for myself. I'm going to have to take care of myself as far as my health and my fitness that maybe like before I would have been like, eh, I can, I can work out tomorrow. You know, it's like (laughs) all of these things that I do, she's going to see me doing. And, and that, and really when I became a mom is when I started my own businesses, which seems like sort of counterintuitive because you're like, Oh my God, you already have this new crazy, scary thing. You know, you're in it. Um, but it also gave me like the power to understand if I could do that, like I can do anything. And I was scared as hell (laughs) having a child, but I did it. I worked through that fear. So whatever fear I feel like is holding me back is nothing in comparison. And like, now I got to do this thing. I have to own it because my daughter is watching. Yeah. And just how beautiful that once we become moms and we realize we have this power and it it helps us overcome this fear to really step into our truth and know I'm going to create this beautiful life for now my family. Yeah. And that is, I mean, this daughter that I'm speaking to, right? She just turned five. (gasps) I know. So I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old and one on the way. and so like that power just, I feel like multiplied within five years because along the way, as she becomes older and she's realizing things more, like I have to pay more attention. Mm -hmm. You know, we're no longer in the phase of like, "Eh, she doesn't understand what I'm saying or what I'm doing, or she doesn't know what swear word I'm using or whatever. (laughs) Not, Not that I don't swear in front of her to be completely honest, but like she, she understands, right? So I have to explain things more. And one of the biggest things, you know, if, if I was to speak to something that a change for me was in that five years, I realized like, okay, I have two daughters now. And so however they see someone else treating me is how they're going to allow others to treat them. And I had to be really honest with myself about like who was in my life. And, um, you know, I'm just, just, I'm not sure I've ever spoken to this on a website or on a podcast or website or interview by any means, but, um, I don't speak to my sister anymore. And we haven't spoken in five years because she was one of those people for me where I was like, man, if, if I let someone treat me like that, you know, the way the relationship that we had was not good. And if my daughter sees that, she's going to see that as acceptable. And if she sees that as as acceptable and she has a little sister, how is she going to treat her? Right? Like it's just ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, like I have to choose here. And it wasn't easy, but, but that boundary has been one of the um, most important boundaries for me, the safest for me, it's really been one of the most positive changes in my life. Um, 
And, you know, obviously it's been harder in other family situations, but I'm no longer surrounded by that negativity. I'm no longer being brought down in those situations. And I stand up for myself. I don't, I think for many years I couldn't, I couldn't stand up for myself. And, you know, my husband would be like, it's your sister, whatever, I'll do whatever. But he didn't want to either. But until I got to the point where I realized like, it's not about me anymore. It's actually about my daughters. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't set that boundary. and, And that's been like, again, just one of those, one of those fear-based things that I had to overcome. I had to realize like, this isn't about me anymore. And and it's, and it's gotta be about them and however they see me being treated, how how they're going to allow themselves to be treated. And as women, I can't allow that, you know? So I I wouldn't have a friend in my life like that. So I'm not going to have anybody in my life like that. And that's just been one of those, those things like, for me, it sound it might sound weird for other people, but it's very enlightening for me because I'm just able to be honest enough with myself about like, wow, that was just a really big, the reason why I kept that relationship was just the fear of what it would look like on the outside if I didn't. Yeah. And, and, and within my family, friends, or even when I speak to other people, what would they think of me? You know, and that's been a game changer though, setting those boundaries and being really honest. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And just how beautiful that you recognize that power within yourself to stop living a life of shoulds and fears Mm -hmm. and standing Mm -hmm. up for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just like a, it's step by step, you know, like I, that happened about five years ago and the person that I was five years ago is so different than today. Like I look at that person who had a really hard time with that decision. And today I'm like, Oh my God, like, I mean, not that I could just write anybody off, but I'm just so honest with myself now mm-hmm. about what I want in my life and who I want in my life that as soon as it doesn't feel good, not just like moment to moment where we had a bad situation, you know, right. but like really deep down, doesn't feel good, doesn't feel supportive, doesn't feel like love. That's it. Like, I don't have time for that. I have a family and I have friends, like close friends, and I get to choose those people. So I get to choose everybody. Um, and, and man, step by step, every fear that I have becomes a little easier because you're like, but I, I protected myself in that way. So yeah, I can do this next thing, or I can be Mm -hmm. honest with myself in this situation. Yeah. It's amazing the ripple effect that it has within you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, that actually just reminded me too, is, um, just speaking things out loud you know, how, how much that changes, what a big ripple effect that is. Mm -hmm. So even when I started to feel like I had fear around my transformational coaching, I, I don't, do you feel like this with the podcast, like, or with anything in your life, it's harder to speak to the people who know you. Yes. I say that all the time (laughs) about what you do than complete strangers. Yeah. Cause they know you so well. They're like, Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. She's doing this thing now or yeah. whatever. They have this perception, but you know, in the beginning I was, it was really hard. So mm-hmm. I started to just put myself in rooms where people didn't know me and saying it very confidently. They'd be like, what do you do? Cause everywhere you go, everyone has to do what you do. And I would yeah. just say, of, you know, I'm mom, but I also am a transformational coach, a speaker and a, and a, a mompreneur because I have multiple businesses and they don't know me. So they're like, 
okay, that's what you do. And they just reaffirm and I get to say it out loud and then I get to actually believe it. And then I would just do that over and over and over until now when I say it, like I don't feel weird about it. But in the beginning, when you have a fear and you're starting something new and you're like, who am I to do this thing? Because your brain will tell you that a million times. Um, Like you have to convince yourself. And I think that's a great way to do it. Just like put yourself out there, speak it out loud, say it over and over and over. And then you're like, oh, okay, I suddenly believe it. I am going to start implementing that in the next few months because that's definitely something that not necessarily that I have a fear around, but just because Sense Enlightenhood is so young and the way it's even transformed across the last two months is even explaining what it is that it's changed so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really glad you brought that up because man, everything just changes and changes. And I mean, like how many times have you changed your Instagram bio, right? You're like, Oh, this don't even get me started on that. <laughs> You'll be like, wow, like this feels off now. Yeah. That's okay. Like they, sh- it should be changing. You are evolving, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, if I look back, like look back at my own journey. When I first started as an entrepreneur, I started off in photography Mm -hmm. and that led to blogging and then blogging led to luxury event planning. And then that led to branding and strategizing and, you know, all that fun (laughs) branding nonsense. Um, and then like, it's just like a ripple, you know, again, a ripple effect, like you have to take one step to get to the next, but I wouldn't be where I am right now and confident doing what I'm doing if I didn't start with that little photography business. Right. No, but in the beginning you're like, someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, Oh, you know, like I take some photos on the side for fun. (laughs) You're just, you're just not like, you just don't really believe it. So you don't confidently say it. And And I think in the start of anything new, you're like that. Even with our mobile bar, I was just talking to someone the other day and we were like, they were like, oh yeah, what's this about? And I'm like, oh, it's just this, you know, this bar we have for fun. And like, I thought about it later. I'm like, I mean, it is fun, but it is a full fledged business that makes money and like produces income for our family. Like that's not just this little thing. Why are you saying it like that? And it's just that mind shift and saying it over and over and over and then believing yourself so that when you say it, you're like, you're actually like, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah. So I just thought of something and tell me if this is true for you going back to being uncomfortable, telling it to the people, you know, already is that I think that was one of my biggest fears to get over is because the people who have known me, let's say from teenage years on, those were the people who I was most uncomfortable telling this to, because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not the same person that I was in high school. I'm not the same person who I was in my early twenties. I had to go through so many different life transformations to get to this point. But when I go back and tell people who have been family friends for a really long time and knew me as a very young kid before that kind of all those emotional baggage things happened, before the fears of the world set in, when I tell them what I'm doing, they say, oh, that makes sense. We always knew that you do something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you had that similar experience? I don't know if I've, I've had the experience of other people saying that makes sense, but I have. I've said that to myself. You know, when what I'm doing now, what lights me up the most is using my voice and, and speaking my truth. And even to the point where like on this, on this recording, I lose my voice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that lights me up the most. And when I look at what I'm doing now, I believe that 12 year old Lauren would be 
totally not surprised, you know, right. 12 year old Lauren was like, yeah, we knew you were going to do this the whole time. But like yeah. that, that thing called life and fear set in, and mm-hmm. then you somehow forgot who you were. Yeah. And, um, when I do look at all the things I've done, whether it's a business or even before I owned my own business and I sat in a cubicle, I still was the same person. I still was like the motivator and the person that people would come to in the office to feel inspired or to be lifted up or to Mm -hmm. feel more positive. So like she never went away, but the thing I like to speak to the most to the women that I coach, to my podcast, to community, to, to anybody I come in contact with who's willing to, to listen, is you have to find and then embrace your true self. She has been there all along. Mm-hmm. You've just quieted her to the point where you've stopped hearing her because you're hearing everybody else. We do everything for everybody else, whether it's our kids or our husband or our friends or social media, or like the people that don't even know us anymore have some idea of who we are. And we're trying to somehow prove that we're still that person. Like you just have to get to the point where you're like, this is me. And I am fearlessly going to be myself no matter what room I stand in. And it's going to be hard. It's just going to, and that's okay. Like all the good stuff in life, AKA motherhood is hard, (laughs) you know, but until like you are honestly and truthfully being your fearless self, nothing good is going to come. At least nothing that feels like this is the thing I was meant to do or my purpose or, you know, the reason I wake up in the morning, you know, and Honestly, I feel like I've been in so many situations where I felt like a different version of Lauren. Like, for example, in my real estate business, I might meet someone and I have to gauge, would they be a a client to me in real estate or a client to me in coaching? Because my coaching is very like soul driven and (laughs) fun and light. And just, you know, Mm -hmm. we get to like the heart and real estate doesn't feel like that. It feels very transactional, a different side of the brain. And so I, I was kind of at this point where I'm like, okay, I have to choose which Lauren shows up here. And then finally I was just like, I mean, fuck it. Like, I can't, I can't like this. I'm all Lauren all the time. And no matter, no matter where you meet me, like, this is how I'm going to have to show up because I really can't show up any other way. Cause that's when I take my power away and my true gifts away. And so I really like learned to get to this again, this place where I'm like, this is fearlessly me. Take it or leave it. Don't be my client. That's fine. Don't be my friend. That's fine. We don't have to hang out on the playground. Like this is who I'm going to be. And, and then the, the good part is when you attract someone who likes that version of you, that connection is so much more real and deep mm-hmm. and beautiful that you actually want to hang out with those people anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. It's yeah. so true. It's, <laughs> it's amazing when you strip down all the, those boundaries and show up as your true self and then connecting with other people who do the same. It's just no frills, no bullshit, none yeah. of the playing the games. And it's just a true, honest connection. Yeah. And I think, I feel like in a way that's talked about a lot on social media, like being authentic and blah, blah, blah. And it's still like still surface level, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really try. Yeah. I I had a post the other day. I was like, look, you guys are always going to see the fun and inspiring 
and cool photos because they're fun and inspiring and cool. Like nobody wants to see my laundry on my floor <laughs> because I swear to God, I never get to fold in my laundry. Either. <laughs> like, Me either. It's a stack or it's like in my dryer for like a week. Um, but nobody wants to see that, you know? So to a certain level, you're going to see the cool and fun and inspiring stuff. But I still try to be vulnerable enough and honest enough to share what it really looks like to be in the, in the middle, what I like to call the messy middle. Like I'm in my thirties. I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old and a baby on the way. Like I'm in it. I'm deep in it. And I'm trying to figure out these businesses and I'm setting my boundaries and I'm understanding who my true friends are. Like I am in the messy middle, but you know, I feel like in a way I've been tricked at some point by the fixer uppers of the world. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Joanna. <laughs> like <laughs> Joanna, if you're listening, don't worry, we can still be best friends. <laughs> but in a way, I feel like I've been tricked by that because I see her on that show and she just makes motherhood look so awesome and fun. And like, oh, it's just this great thing. And like, I know. Then when I'm at home and I'm trying to juggle all these things and all these businesses and I'm screaming at my kids because it happens, I'm like, oh, I suck. I'm failing. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know? And it's like, I've been tricked by that because she's like, hey, look, don't put anything in this episode where I'm actually screaming at my kids because you know (laughs) what happens, you know? Yeah. So I really like to try to be real and honest about like, hey, this is what it looks like. But behind the scenes, just so you know, I woke up at 4 a.m. with my kids and then I was groggy all day. And then like I had to stop and take my car to get my tire fixed. Like it's not all, it's not all sexy, you know? So I try to be as real and honest about that as possible because we have to, like, we have to make sure everybody knows the truth. Like everything's not easy. And even though I consider myself a motivator, like I'm not always motivated and happy every minute of the day. And that has taken me a long time to understand it's okay. Because honestly, for the first time in a long time, um, I've realized that I'm always the positive person. So I don't allow myself to sit in anything negative. I'm just like, Oh, all right, let's get through this. Like, let's get past it, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes even my husband will be like, what's wrong. And I'm like, nothing. He's like, you just don't seem positive or happy right now. I'm like, I'm just like sitting here. Just let me sit here. Like I don't have to be like a ray of sunshine at every moment. Like I can be tired or I can be sad or I can be whatever emotion. And my daughter should see that too. You don't always have to be happy and you can sit in some of that for as long as you need to, you know, and that's okay mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause it's so important for our kids to know that it's okay to just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, exactly. To just be whatever. And I'm a lot of times it's actually funny. I, I say to my kids, you know, what are you feeling right now? And she'll be like, I feel sad. Probably because her sister stole her toy. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's okay to be sad. Like, let's just sit here and be sad for a second. And it probably lasts for 90 seconds. And then we're moving on. But if I was like, don't be sad and sissy, give that toy back and just dramatize it all. It could last like a good hour. <laughs> just like really piss me off for the rest of the day. And so it's like, no, just sit in that for a minute acknowledge it, just be in it. And then you just, sometimes you laugh at it. Sometimes you're like, I learned something. Sometimes you're like, I don't even remember what just happened. Let's move on. And like, that's okay. 
It's taken me a long time to realize though, that the negative feelings are okay too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. (laughs) And I like to end with words of encouragement. So what wise words do you have for any woman listening out there who needs that extra push today to live fearlessly and show up as their authentic self? I think what I would say is just, you don't have to do something big to be fearless, you know, just be you. That's it. That's how you show up fearlessly. Just be yourself and be here and be in it and be real and acknowledge where you're at and understand that the small actions are just as massive as the big actions. That could be a day-to-day, the smallest change. You know, maybe you wake up and you decide to have lemon water instead of coffee. I wouldn't recommend it because I need (laughs) coffee. (laughs) But, you know, it's whatever it is you want in life, make a small change that feels like I moved past, past or through a fear. It doesn't have to be life-changing or life-altering, you know? Just do something little that feels like I acknowledged myself today. I did something for me today. And that right there makes me fearlessly me. Thank you for listening to the Enlightened Podcast, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and celebrates every journey. If you would like to be part of our community of amazing and soulful women, find us on Instagram at Enlightenedhood. For real motherhood stories and inspirational articles, you can check us out online at enlightenedhood.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Until next time, you mindful mamas. Music